Hey, I'm Shamar. And I'm Andrew. We're going to be doing a deep dive on all the connected DC animated movies in their cinematic universe. Yes, I'm here to discuss the interconnected storylines and point out how jacked everybody is. And I'm here to share deep comic book knowledge like Batman having his own sneaker line. So check out yet another DC animated podcast. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family and coming soon wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the NOMCast, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week, we review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry, the music industry, comedians, and of course, our fellow podcasters. Check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. Follow us on the socials at nomcastpod. And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time. Welcome, nerdy knights of the well-rounded table to Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take those extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms. I'm Padawan Learner and defender of those adorable and cantankerous droids, <laughs> Sarah O'Connor. Hello there. I'm Colleen McMillan, Jedi Master and Rebel Scum collaborator, especially today. My girl's here. A couple of them are. Well, yeah, Sarah's here, Flo's here, and Leia's here. Mm-hmm. And Ahsoka's <laughs> collaborate here. Collaborate with some scum. <laughs> and I am Pirate Jedi, Anders Drew. While we vary in terms of our ranks here on BGS, one thing will always remain constant. Much to learn, we still have. Exactly. This season on Bohemian Geek Studies, we're taking a decal dorky dive into Star Wars Rebels. Today, we're diving into season two, episodes 10, 11, and 12, titled The Future of the Force, Legacy, and A Princess on Lothal. We have done our best to scramble our signal, but we will be avoiding spoilers for future episodes of Rebels. But while I'm at it, I'm going to throw in an adult content warning for the younglings. So without further ado, let's hop aboard the ghost and punch it to the fall to explore our holocrons of knowledge. Colleen, let's open up that first holocron together. Heck yes. All right. First holocron is the Journal of the Wills. This is where we go over the plot synopsis for the episodes this week. We start with episode 10, The Future of the Force. The very scary fifth brother and seventh sister board a passenger ship departing from the planet Chandrel. That it, Alora, a really cute little girl baby bundle and Daria, her grandmother, are traveling on. It's unclear what the Inquisitors want, but the fifth brother sends his lightsaber spinning down a hallway full of people, probably decapitating many of them. Yeah. Over on Garel, Ahsoka arrives with some quote-unquote Jedi business to discuss with Kanan. Her investigation into the Sith Lord has eluded her, but she's learned some more about the Inquisitors. They have a secondary mission to make retrievals, whatever that means. There's two sets of coordinates to investigate. Ahsoka's going to take the first and Kanan the second. Ezra, who obviously was listening at the door, is coming along too. So is Zeb. The team heads to Tacoba, hoping to beat the Inquisitors there. Turns out the coordinates are housing units, so Kanan and Ezra head off while Zeb and Chopper check to see if the Inquisitors have already arrived. Meanwhile, Ahsoka arrives at the attacked ships. She finds Daria, who asks Ahsoka to retrieve her granddaughter from the Red Blades. So scary. Ahsoka's like, ah, crap. (laughs) Just what we needed. Back on Tacobo, Zeb and Chop find the Inquisitor ship. After Zeb shoots down a probe droid, nasty little buggers, the two enter the bay, intending to destroy the ships. But they discover a baby. It's Laura in one of the cockpits. And never forget that Chopper was A-OK with still exploding the ships, the ships with the child inside. I cannot defend Chopper here. That's reprehensible, sir. It's like it's a baby Inquisitor. Yeah, I love Zeb right there. Tell me that's not a baby Inquisitor. <laughs> Chop's like, oh, well, you know, baby, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that part, not so great, Chop. We love you, but no. Kanan and Ezra arrive at a ransacked apartment. Inside, they find Ura, an injured Athorian woman, who tells them two red blades came for her child. Red blades again. Fortunately, she sent Pipey, her baby, away with a droid. Kanan and Ezra promise to find Pipey and bring it back. Meanwhile, Zeb and Chopper return to the Phantom with Alora. Kanan 
fills them in over the comm about the other baby and instructs Zeb's to, Zeb to find it. Zeb finds the droid and takes Pipey, but the Inquisitors are hot on his trail. Zeb hides in a nearby apartment. Kanan and Ezra arrive to help, where they learn the difficulties of parenting, i.e. the baby is never quiet when you need it to. <laughs> the baby cries out in fear as the rebels try to escape, and Kanan suddenly understands. These children are Force-sensitive, which is why the Inquisitors are after them. So the rebels decide to split up. Bridget takes Pipey through the ventilation shafts while Kanan and Zeb hold off the Inquisitors. Ze Ezra is finally able to use the Force to calm down Pipey. Kanan and Zeb fight the Inquisitors, but they have to retreat. The rebels make it back to the spaceport, but it is sealed. Worse yet, the Inquisitors arrive and overpower them. Just when all hope seems lost, Ahsoka arrives to fight and fight she does. She takes out the <laughs> brother effortlessly twice and uses a meditative stance technique against the seventh sister, much like in her novel. Imperial reinforcements arrive and the rebels take off in the Phantom. Mm -hmm. So the rebels reunite Pipey with her mother, really cute. Ahsoka remembers a similar attempt to abduct four sensitive children made by a Sith Lord during the Clone Wars. Because the Jedi died out, the rebellion is now these children's only hope and protection. Back at Camp Evil, mm, mm -hmm. the Seventh Sisters probe droid arrives with news. Rebels are hiding on Garel. Good uh, job, Ezra. Yes. Mm. Moving into episode 11, entitled Legacy. While he's sleeping, Ezra has a forced vision of his parents. Ezra tells Hera and Kanan of it, prompting them to tell Ezra Sibo's information. Mm -hmm. Ezra's parents were imprisoned with a huge, within this huge network of Imperial prisons, and they haven't been able to determine which one, but they have been trying. Yeah. Above Lothal, Admiral Constantine tells the Inquisitors that there's no sign of rebels on Garel. Callus, Mr. Lovable Callus, arrives. <laughs> And a power battle ensues verbally between him and the Inquisitors. Callus orders Admiral Constantine to deploy the Imperial fleet to Garel. You know what? Props to him in this moment for being like, maybe if we actually all just like work together. Work together. Teamwork. <laughs> Back on Garel, Hera explains that Commander Sato sent her information about a mass prisoner escape and a deleted list. Ezra believes his parents are involved based on his vision. Kanan shows Ezra how to use an old Jedi technique to focus. After seeing a vision of a white loth cat and a helmeted figure, Ezra zooms in on prisoner X-10, who had been arrested on Lothal for treason. Ezra insists on going to Lothal, and Kanan cautions his apprentice. Zeb and Chopper are out shopping and don't see any patrols, which Sabine warns means that the Empire is about to begin a major strike. Hera orders them to return to the ghost, but the rebels' comm signal is jammed and stormtroopers arrive. And a fight breaks out. During the battle, Ezra defeats Callus, but the Inquisitors arrive. Ezra charges at them, but Kanan shoots the control panel, cl panel closing the blast doors, which I absolutely loved. Yes. Yeah. Ezra snaps at Kanan until Kanan reveals that he never knew his parents. Like, duh, Ezra. Ezra apologizes and Kanan says it's too late for him, but maybe not for Ezra. Mm -hmm. I love that they just kind of make up so quickly. Yeah. Kanan's like, I know why you're mad. I'm sorry. Ezra's like, I'm sorry too, dad. I mean, Kanan. <laughs> so back aboard the ghost, Hera and Sabine contact Commander Sato and Hera says they're ready to enact Escape Plan Delta. Fancy. Ezra and Kanan head to Lothal in the Phantom, leaving the Phoenix Squadron behind. TIE Fighters swoop in, though, to intercept the Rebels. After some really incredible flying from Hera and mm -hmm. the Phoenix Squadron, the Rebel ships escape into hyperspace, and Hera decides to stay with the fleet rather than follow to Lothal. Always making the tough choices. Mm -hmm. Kanan, Ezra, and Chopper land on Lothal as Ezra and Kanan search Ezra's old home. The White Lothcat appears. Ezra chases the cat through the streets and when it and tags it with the tracker as it escapes on a speeder bike. Good job, Ezra, on that one. Kanan yeah. was... Uh... <laughs> you could follow it with the force. You're really powerful. No. <laughs> no, I put a tracker on it. it. That was a plot point on like a Batwoman recently too. She was like, no, I put a tracker on it, you idiots. <laughs> 
Cater and Ezra head into the wilderness following the tracker signal until they are cornered by a helmeted figure who fires at them. It's prisoner X-10! Bum, bum, bum. Who thinks Ezra and Kanan are bounty hunters. Ezra reveals he is the son of Ephraim and Mira Bridger. The man introduces himself then as Ryder Azadi and confirms he knows Ezra's parents. He even knew Ezra back when he was very little, which was also when Ryder used to be the governor of Lothal. That is until he was imprisoned for supporting Ezra's parents' broadcasts. Sadly, Ryder does confirm that Ezra's parents are dead because they refused to leave until everyone else escaped the prison. Later that night, Ezra has another forced vision where he is visited by his parents. They tell him that they're proud of his achievements and tell him to stay strong. As the vision ends, Kanan arrives and Ezra tells Kanan about the vision. Kanan explains that the Jedi teach that life does not end with death, but merely changes form. He also tells Ezra that his parents will always be with him and the two watch Lethal's moons set. Mm-hmm. Such a nice contrast to the twin sons. We get the mm-hmm. twin moons on yeah. Lethal. I love it. Okay, so finally we've got episode 12, Princess on Lethal. <laughs> we open with the white loath cat watching Kanan talk with Hera via hologram about their adventures on Lethal so far. Hera says that Senator Bail Organa is sending more ships following the Phoenix Cell's recent losses on Gorel. Above Lothal, three unidentified cruisers drop out of hyperspace and Imperial Lieutenant List, this poor guy, <laughs> demands to know who they are. It's Princess Leia Organa, folks. <laughs> Duncan, were you excited to know that it was Leia? All right, come here. Hi, Dunk. Cat. <laughs> but he's not a white loaf cat. He's not a white loaf cat. He no. tries. Anyways, back at Ryder's hideout, Kanan asks Ryder to join them in the rebellion. Ryder refuses because he doesn't want to be imprisoned again. I mean, I don't blame him. Right. Pretty solid reason. He's been stuck there for a while. <laughs> yeah. However, Ryder lets them use his speeder bike and Kanan disguises himself as a stormtrooper. Ezra as an Imperial cadet. Love it when they get in these disguises. Mm-hmm. Me too. Ezra remembers his training pretty quickly too. He like snaps to attention really well and mm-hmm. good job, Ezra. Leia tells them she knows they're rebels and to keep their mouths shut and helmets on. Is Kanan a little short for a stormtrooper? I don't know. No, he tall. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra probably short for a cadet though. <laughs> yeah. Liz tells them that Leia Liz tells Leia that the Alderanian ships have a tendency to be quote unquote stolen by rebels and reassures her he's gonna make sure that doesn't happen as gravity locks are placed on the ships and extra ADAT security arrives. Gotta love those ADATs. Leia demands List shuttle so she can start her relief work, ordering the disguised Kanan and Ezra to move along. Leia bemoans the security placed on her ships because she wants to help the rebels, but she, duh, can't give the ships outright or she'd lose Alderaan's seat in the Imperial Senate. They receive a distressed call from Chopper and arrive to find a group of stormtroopers arresting Ryder and Chopper. Uh-huh. Cannon tries to take over in his disguise, but it doesn't work. The stormtroopers have orders to execute Ryder immediately. Fortunately, the ghost arrives and a firefight, firefight begins. The team make it look like Ryder is holding Princess Organa hostage so that she can maintain her cover. Very clever. Zeb knocks out Kanan and Ezra. Wait, wait, it's us, it's us, wait. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and drags them aboard the ghost, making it look like the rebels were taking prisoners. What, they're they taking do prisoners that? now? They do that now? <laughs> Chopper, piloting the Phantom, destroys List shuttle and follows the ghost. Oh, poor List. Y'all must, y'all must feel bad. Y'all no must feel bad. Slightly, only slightly bad. On the ghost, Leia talks to Ezra about his parents and his and their broadcasts and why she fights, which is one of the sweetest moments I think we get on Rebels. It's really adorable. The Spectres wonder how they're going to get those cruisers, though, with the increased security and the boots on them. Like, get those boots off. Ryder helps by letting them know that explosives will not work on the gravity locks. They come up with a plan. Nothing's going to work, guys. Got to deactivate those things. They come up with a plan where Leia tells List that Kanan, disguised as the stormtrooper, saved her life. While she distracts the Imperials, Ryder, Sabine, and Chop begin disabling the gravity locks. And naturally, a fright breaks out. 
Mm -hmm. After Leia's cruiser begins flying away, basically. One of the at-ats attacks the ship and the ghost swoops in and fires at the walker, temporarily disabling it. Still in his stormtrooper armor, Kanan charges the at and severs two of its legs, causing it to topple, which makes you wonder why Luke had to like go up into it with the explosive <laughs> during Empire. It's good. <laughs> yeah, this is true. And Leia's just here for it. She She's loving every second of this. Ryder and Chopper disable the second gravity lock, and he tells Kanan to get in and pilot it. Ryder goes aboard the third ship while Chopper disables those locks. Leia tells the officer not to kill them because of the ships, but the officer tells her that they can't let them fall into rebel hands. Once Chopper finishes disabling the lock, Ryder uses the Corvette's thrusters to topple the second AT-AT. Leia and Ezra say goodbye to each other, and Ezra stuns her to avoid suspicion. She gave him permission, at least. I mean, it. She did. Yeah. Make it look good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Leia then ends up blackmailing Liss to pay for her lost ships. Not the bad. rebels. <laughs> nope. Oh, she's on it. Get those Imperial credits. Get it, Leia. <laughs> the rebels celebrate getting all three ships, and Ryder offers to help the cause. A growing rebel fleet leaves the Lethal system. End nice. of episode. So exciting. Mm-hmm. A great awesome. trio of episodes, all interconnected, which I really like. Yeah, they follow really well together. But uh, Sarah, do you want to take us into that second holocron? Yeah, second holocron, Will of the Force. We'll, we'll be exploring the theme or themes of today's episodes. And first off for episode 10, we're looking at preserving a culture. Protecting the Force-sensitive children is the only real way to preserve the teachings and the culture of the Jedi. Whether or not they need to be indoctrinated in the temple from the age of two, preserving a cultural history is an important task. We see this in one of our other favorite franchises as well, Avatar, The Last Airbender, and Legend of Korra, where the culture of the air nomads is almost extinct. I love this. Yeah. I love that. And I love the idea that like that those children are ultimately going to have a choice, kind of like Ezra yeah. did, where there is something bigger out there that you're connected to and you should you should know about it at least. Yep. You don't mm-hmm. have to go all in, but you need to know about it to persevere that culture. Exactly. Move it forward. I'd love to see an Athorian Jedi. <laughs> like more than on a page. Like I want to see one. Oh, there's in, one in uh, Clone there's, Wars. There's one yeah, in Clone Wars. The there's Kendi one. Tartakovsky one has. Yeah, there's also one in uh, Lego, the uh, the new Yoda Chronicles. Yes, yes. His name's Rusty, and no one remembers his name, and it's hilarious. Don't remember his name is Rusty? Rusty no, the Dorian? He's like, he's like, Obi-Wan, I was in your class. Like, we were younglings together. And he's like, right, you. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, you, I remember you. Poor Rusty. Oh man, I love that. All right, so for episode 11, this always gets me. Jedi who hug. Like, come on. That's <laughs> not, not the actual theme, but that is what made me think of this. Showing that it's fine to have emotional attachments and to comfort someone who's in pain. <laughs> Kanan takes a million steps away from the stagnancy of the former Jedi Order in this these episodes. He's basically telling Ezra that showing emotions is okay. Yep. This is fine. He doesn't tell Ezra to get over his parents' deaths. Instead, he gives a much better description to Ezra of how his parents will always be with him through the Force. It's the, the thing where you get told, like, they'll always be with you. They're in you. They live through you, which is so much better than being like, they just joined the Force. It's fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry if people die. Yeah. Yep. Yoda, are you taking some notes? If you honor notes. what they fought for, you would just, like, move on. It's fine. Right, exactly. Yeah, move on. It's easy. I've been doing it for 900 years. And then lastly, we have another episode that highlights our main series theme, The Chosen Family. Legacy in particular ties into this. Mm -hmm. Ezra is desperate for information about his parents. I mean, he he hasn't given up the search and then he finds out that Kanan and Hera have been pulling all the stops behind the scenes to try... And do it. 
And then when he decides he has to go back to Lothal to follow his vision, follow the what little information they have, Hera will not allow him to go alone, saying, we're family. So beautiful. It's just so... So perfect. I love it. <laughs> yes. Well, why don't we move on to that third holocron, the galaxy's populace, where we'll be exploring the characters and relationships covered in today's episodes. Mm -hmm. And to kind of kick things off, we got our main man, Ezra. Quote, you have the talent to connect. Use it. (laughs) Kanan's line here is recognizing that Ezra's empathy empathetic abilities or empathic abilities are stronger than your average Jedi. As for being able to connect with a sentient Ithorian isn't heard of or unheard of, but it is a step up from a Lothcat for sure. Also, can we just take a second, like how insanely useful that ability would be if you were like a parent or a babysitter (laughs) to be able to connect with a baby like that? Yes. Yep. Seriously. Um, speaking of his vision in Legacy starts with a white Lothcat, which connects him back to his initial empathic force training on Lothal. We see Ezra almost lose control when the stormtroopers, Callus and the Inquisitors are on, are in the way. He had a very angry look in his eyes, almost Anakin-like, while he was flirting with the dark side. That was like... That was insane. The first time I saw it, I remember because he was mad mm-hmm. going through that. And he threw Callus really far. Yeah. yeah. And really hard. Oh, yeah. Callus deserved it, but still, like, oh, 100%. Back off. Like, no. <laughs> Just take a step back. You know who's not taking a step back, though? She's taking a step up is one yeah. of our girls, Ahsoka freaking Tano. This is the first time in Rebels that we've really seen her fight. We've we've only seen bits and pieces over here and there. And I got to say, guys, since Clone Wars, she's leveled up. Yeah. She does that kind of meditative um, force stance and uses the force to deactivate the Inquisitor's lightsaber while her hands are still on it. Yes. And she practically flies to get to the Phantom. This is the first time I noticed this on this rewatch. Like she doesn't really even jump. She literally just like floats up mm-hmm. to the Phantom. Force float. The, yeah, force float at the end. I would personally be interested in catching up with other Jedi who left the order at various points. Maybe not necessarily during the Empire Age, but to see how their force abilities progressed or didn't progress. Mm-hmm. Because Ahsoka seems to have greatly developed her power and her connection to the force, despite still being very adamant she's not a Jedi. Uh, The only other characters we've really seen develop their power in that way have been dark side users like Dooku and Vader. Mm -hmm. Yes, I would love to see that. There is the character in the comics who Vader gets his Sith lightsaber kyber crystal from who is on kind of a meditative journey. He's still a Jedi technically, but he has nothing to do with the order. He's just off like meditating in the force, being his own man. And then just see that. And he just gives Vader a Kyber crystal or he- He doesn't give it to him, no. Okay, just making sure, (laughs) just making sure. No, Vader has to earn it. That's what Sidious tells him. He has to fight a Jedi and Mm. earn a Kyber crystal that he can then break. It's pretty freaking intense. Read Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, everyone. It's wonderful. Uh, next, we have Ryder Azadi, voiced by Star Wars veteran Clancy Brown, a.k.a. Shawshank Redemption's Clancy Brown. The former governor of Lothal has escaped from prison. Woo! Just like Rex, he isn't too keen to get involved in the rebellion at first. In his case, he's haunted by his prison memories. He's been there for a really long time. Governor Price actually helped get him into prison. Thank you, Governor Price. We'll see you later. Yep. Rather than serving in the Clone Wars, he was on Lothal. Lothal wasn't really in the Clone Wars either too much, so they didn't see much action. We learned that he's got history with the Bridgers and supported them in the past. Also like Rex, his mission with the Ghost Crew inspired him to get more involved with the Rebellion. So great. It's great. I don't know. Even if I was in his position, I don't know if I would ultimately uh, join the Rebellion. I feel like, guys, I'm not going back to prison. It's just not yeah. happening. All right, well, before we move into our next holocron, we would like to take a moment to tell you all about Baxter Blue. 
Do you experience digital eye strain staring at digital screens all the time and exposing yourself to way too much blue light? Baxter blue glasses are not like your average frames. These blue light lenses filter out 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of the glare. This past year, we all know it, we've been glued to our devices more than ever. I know I was starting to get headaches from being on my laptop constantly, all day, every yep. day. I finally got myself a uh, set of blue light lenses. I was a little skeptical, but after I started wearing them for work, cleared the problem up within like a couple of days and I will not log into work without them anymore. Wow. Nice. Our exposure to digital light has soared and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is determined to be a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses to someone in need for every pair sold. This is the eyewear built for our digital age and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids' glasses. Click the link in our show notes for your exclusive discount. This is the sign you've been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you'll love your Baxters and we know you will feel the difference. And when he says show notes, remember that's on our YouTube channel, just so you can find it, guys. True. Yes. We'd also like to tell you about our new partnership with Fiverr. Do you need a freelancer to help with your website or WordPress site? Or maybe you need someone to help write expert articles and blogs for that website? or an expert presentation designer to help you with that big work project, look no further than the number one freelance marketplace, Fiverr. You can find designers, programmers, and more within seconds, some for as low as $5 per gig. Fiverr is the ideal tool to help you with pressing projects. Just post your gig or search for freelancers and you're off. Don't deal with the hassle of finding freelancers by yourself. Let Fiverr help you. See the link in the show notes to get started. Please note that Bohemian Geek Studies is an affiliate partner of Fiverr. We may receive commissions on purchases and services you buy after you click the link. These commissions help support the growth of our podcast, and we appreciate your continued support. Yeah, and now mm. that we've heard from our sponsors, let's move to that fourth holocron, mm. Binding the Galaxy Together, where we explored the homages and Easter eggs of today's episodes. And to kick things off, we're looking at Future of the Force as an episode is the continuation of the storyline established in Children of the Force, season two, episode three of Clone Wars, where Sidious was kidnapping Force-sensitive children. Ahsoka mentions Mustafar while briefing Kanan, which was Sidious's base of operations. Mustafar is also where Anakin Skywalker lost his remaining humanity in Revenge of the Sith. Don't let him overhear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually became the location of Darth Vader's fortress. Mm -hmm. Whole damn castle. Good job, Vader. Way to move up in the world. Next, we have Ura and Pipey, our Ithorians, aka Hammerheads. These guys are native to Ithor, which is actually a really cool forest planet where the citizens do not live on the planet because it is a sacred place. They live above it in floating cities. But their settlement on Tacoba was known as Hammertown. That just makes me think of MC Hammer. I know, I found that detail and I was just like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> they only listen to hip hop. Excellent historians, I love yes. it. Next we've got the Tuka doll. What a cute flipping name, what? Uro's child, Pipey, is one of many Star Wars characters to have one of these Tuka dolls. They appear all over canon, from Rogue One to Resistance to Clone Wars and even the new Bad Batch. Shouts to Lula. <laughs> Love it. Next up, our girl Ahsoka is coming in with the white lightsabers guys these things are so freaking cool <laughs> oh yeah uh this is the first time we've seen ahsoka light these sabers up in rebels but she's obviously as capable as ever even though she's not a jedi anymore she still uses two sabers like she did during the latter part of the clone wars i always loved her fighting style it's mm -hmm. so cool the way she the also kind of holds hold. them both back yeah the reverse holds mm -hmm. and she's just seamless in everything she does the story of how she killed an Inquisitor and purified the Kyber crystals from his saber to get to the White Blades is detailed in her novel by E.K. Johnson. It's fantastic. She yeah, it's pulls really the good. same move on him here 
that she pulls on the seventh sister very close to it where she grabs the hilt of his saber it's great so good next we have ezra referring to the white loath cat as a fast little fuzzball a nice nod to hans empire strikes back like to chewbacca where he tells him laugh it up fuzzball one of the best star wars moments of all time oh yeah <laughs> and then last but furthest from the least is Princess Leia and I cannot believe Colleen let me cover this one I am like (laughs) shocked I am bowing I am full of gratitude I will try and live up to the grace she's here she's as sassy smart and in control as ever bring in the BDE yes (laughs) Mm. Kanan and Ezra cannot handle this when Kanan tells her that it's a challenge to be Ezra's age with so much responsibility, her response of, I know that feeling, is very on the nose, as she and Ezra are only days apart in age. Like, remember this, mind exploding. As always, her aim with a blaster is far superior to the stormtroopers. We got to hear Leia's signature theme a few times in the episode as well. Mm-hmm. So calming, so hopeful. The voice actor they used for Leia, Julian Julie Doolin, also actually voices Leia on the Star Wars tour ride, which is yes. so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Filoni was like, we have a voice actor. Just snap her up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, everybody, we're going to move on to our fifth holocron, the newbie from Naboo. It's Flo's first time watching Rebels. I think she's going to like these episodes today, folks. This is her, we've tapped, well. You're about to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh no, it's a hot take alert. (laughs) We've tasked her with watching the episodes and giving her her questions and her takes, hot or cold or both. Let's find out what our ambassador for Naboo thought about today's episodes. Yeah, three episodes, super, super different episodes, like didn't really tie in together like that much. But anyway, sorry, they were still good. They were still really good. Okay, so let's start with episode 10, The Future of the Force. First, I want to say, fuck the Inquisitors. Yeah. Like, hell, just like, fuck them all the way there. Like, I'm really not into stealing babies from people. That's really messed up. Um, And like them taking that baby from the grandma was just like, horrible that was intense i did not like it Mm -mm. however you know what i did like ezra eavesdropping and (laughs) (laughs) that was so cute just like so good ezra and kanan have just such really good like one-line quips this episode these episodes (laughs) they do and also like i will say like in all of these episodes i've again i'm reading from my notes this week um, in all of my notes, it says like Ezra plus Kanan equals love, like so cute, so fresh, like love it. So like, I really am enjoying their relationship together. I think it's like really meaningful and beautiful. And like, maybe one of my favorite, like, I think I like it more than Obi and Annie. Ooh. Like that's a, that's a, yeah. whoa. But just to be clear, you don't, you don't, you don't like Ezra more than Annie though. Correct. Wow. I want to be very clear that I, <laughs> In my power rankings, Anakin is still top dog. I'm just saying in terms of like uh, a master apprentice relationship, I am really enjoying Kane and Ezra a lot. Yeah. So loving it. Okay. Here's what was really sad. Chopper being so scared of the probe droids after like him being probed was really, really sad to see. I loved Zeb's line where he was like grabbing the baby and he's like, I really hope that's not a baby inquisitor. (laughs) It's just like way to diffuse the tension. Um, it was great. Pipey was so cute. Mm-hmm. Give me some Pipey plushes. Yeah. I need all of them. Oh my God. So, so cute. Um, Visually, Ezra and Kanan escaping using their lightsabers to make that hole together mm-hmm. was like amazing. And again, like they just work so well together in a way that like, I don't know that we've seen, or at least that I've seen Obi-Wan and Annie work together. Like, besides maybe like when in the best movie ever, Attack of the Clones, when (laughs) Anakin (laughs) in the car chase through Coruscant was like swooping under Obi-Wan and like caught him in that speeder. And then they've got that great like 
what took you so long? I couldn't find one I liked. Mm -hmm. Love that part. That's like the only time I can like really point to where it's like, you guys clearly like each other a lot and like jive. I think, I'm sure you guys get a lot of it during Clone Wars, but not me. Um, (laughs) Anakin Anakin and Ahsoka have some great moments together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'd say Kanan and Ezra are my favorite Master They're Apprentice so duo. They're so cute. And like, I just feel like Kanan is so much warmer than Obi-Wan in so mm-hmm. many oh, ways. for sure. Yeah. Like, Especially, not even like, question. I mean, we'll get into it in the next episode, but I feel like in, the, in episode 11, like Kanan really was just like there for Ezra and it was really, really nice to see. Um... I need to learn how Ezra calmed that baby with the force. Like <laughs> I need that skill. I needed it three years ago and I need it today with my seven-year-olds. Like teach me your ways. Also back to attack of the clones. That speeder chase was so attack of the clones. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Give me all the speeder chases. Um, <laughs> Ezra being like the ultimate dad with the lightsaber in one hand and the baby yes. in the other amazing love him and then we get ahsoka with like that incredible entrance amazing force jump back into the ship like yep just crushing it like i'm starting to see why you guys like ahsoka so much hell yeah i appreciate it she was fabulous in this episode are you seeing you enough to go back and actually watch clone wars (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i we're only going to ask you to watch the last four episodes like that's the only thing you really Okay. I mean, I mean, you'll want to. Flo, Flo, you know that I'm a tougher critic and like yes. I will sift through the chaff for you, my love. Thank the, you. The last four episodes are delicious. You okay. will enjoy them. I, I definitely feel like I just need to at least watch season seven. So I will, I will, I promise. But for right now, Rebels is keeping me very busy. So. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do that, those specters. Yeah, absolutely. And then, like, finally, I just want to put it out there. Chopper is definitely a mass murderer, but he was also an excellent babysitter. Even. When he was, like, holding both babies with his little claws, I was just like... After he was I totally was down with blowing one up. Yeah. Well, eh, eh, He's like, you, you didn't see anything, Zeb. <laughs> I will say, like, sometimes you will feel like blowing up some kids. I'm just... <laughs> there tough look for your girl the teacher but like there's some tough days chopper i'm here with you okay episode 11 very sad episode do not watch this episode if you are sad very bad idea Mm. um ezra has a vision about his parents we're like pretty dubious and i was pretty dubious about this vision based on the last vision that he had right where i was like is this true is this not true like i like didn't really know what to take of that but then, like, Kanan and Hera seemed to believe him, like, right away. So then I was like, okay, I guess we're believing this. Okay, this note, <laughs> I'm just going to read it verbatim. It says, okay, but Callus's eyes, heart, heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, great. He looks really good in this episode. He's so hot. I can't wait till we get to the honorable ones. I'm, I'm ready for you to watch that episode. <laughs> I... I mean, that's literally just what this note says. And there weren't that many notes for this episode. <laughs> um, besides that, like, Lethal is in rough shape. I was surprised uh-huh. to see that. Um, we meet Ryder Azadi, who, like, I wasn't really into. Like, I'm not, like, really into, like, the gruff okay. dudes. I don't, like, really get who he is. Like, I know he was a governor, but, like, and, like, was with his parents. But, like, I, I, I like, didn't get enough backstory or care enough about him. So... Whatever. So yeah, so he used so, to, he used so he used to run Lethal. Yes. Okay, but like fine, but like uh, yeah. good on you. Well, like, it says impress yeah. me. He's an okay dude. I mean, he's yeah, all right. He, he was fine. Like I don't know. Like I understood his whole like I don't want to go back to prison thing. Like for sure, I get that, and like I respect that because I don't know what you went through, my dude. But like. I, I don't know. He got caught right away. Like, how good are you? I don't know. You're you're kind of a loser. That's super great. I mean, he was a politician, and he kind of got railroaded. I'm just like I wasn't did. impressed, and like I didn't feel like enough character development went into it. Like, I'm sh- mm. I, I don't know. I'm like worried. I'm gonna have to care about this guy later. I hope I don't have to because I don't really care about him at all. And like, I don't know. I didn't like his look. Like, he just had a rough rough look for me. 
I feel okay. Here's what I feel like. I feel so, like. Wait, 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 wait. So you don't like The Witcher? <laughs> I've never seen The Witcher. <laughs> what? I know, and I feel like I would love it. Build. I feel like I would love it. He was pretty. He was pretty large for having spent that long in prison. He's a big. Yeah. Dude. So I'm like, how tortured were girls. you, my dude? He's Again, the whole time, like was- Uncle I rowing it up. <laughs> He's doing. I'm just girls. saying, like. I don't know. Whatever. I feel like he would have done well with like, he reminded me of like the Ursos. Like I feel like he would have been like in hiding with like Jenner Ursos family. Mm-hmm. I could see. Like that. I don't know. Like he just had like the weird cloak and like I don't mm-hmm. know. Whatever. He was fine. I didn't care about him at all. So I was just like, move on. Um, very sad when we found out that Ezra's parents are dead. I like did yeah. tear up, especially when like he's on the balcony with like Kanan. And then, like, Kanan explains to him about how, like, the Force, like, they became the Force. That's, like, always, like, a tough one. So, I don't know. It was a beautiful ending. But, like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I was expecting Ezra's parents to really be dead. And, like, I I don't know. Like, it seems like a pretty, it seems like a pretty random thing to potentially introduce and have them actually turn out to be dead. Cause we're like, we're assuming that they're dead pretty much from the beginning. Yeah. And then like, anytime you find out that they've actually been taken to prison or something like that, sort of the, especially on a Disney show, the expectation is that you'll eventually find them. Well, they were alive. They heard his broadcast. They've only been very recently killed. I mean, this is Disney again. They cap parents like they make <laughs> money off of it. That's true. That is true. That is true. But I feel like they rarely kill parents on sc- like during the story. It's usually yeah, like, yeah. oh, she was a young girl without a father or whatever. <laughs> yes. But it's rarely, I mean, besides like Mufasa. Oh, Bambi. Who, like, Bambi. Oh, my God. Oh, and Bambi. And Bambi. My poor heart. <laughs> but like besides those two, like, Rapunzel's mom almost dies, but she doesn't actually die. Freaking Nemo's mom that yeah, traumatized Nemo's me, mom. and I was older. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess I guess an Ellie from Up. Oh, we're not even gonna go there. No, we're not, not talking about that. Mm. Anyways, it was very sad, and like even still after the episode, I was kind of like, "Are they dead? Are they not dead? I don't know." But I, I mean, I've come to accept it. I guess they're dead. Okay, very sad. Poor Ezra. At least he's got a family. I thought Hera and Kanan were amazing in this episode just like so supportive like they weren't trying to be like it's fine they were just like yo this is really hard my dude and like feel, feel your yeah, feelings feel it exactly and it's like yeah so rarely are jedi allowed to feel that and i feel like anakin wasn't allowed to feel that for shmi nope. and nope. so that's like you know Fucking horrible Yoda. like yeah he like buried her but it's like that was it and then like yeah. nobody talked about it again like we never saw obi-wan on screen be like homeschooling like that's super hard like let's talk that's, about it yeah. Z- zuko a la that's rough buddy, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> oh man oof <laughs> so anyways very tough but i was glad that hera and kanan were handling ezra better than poor anakin was handled oof. okay Jedi finally Council. episode 12 a princess on lethal <laughs> i mean that was pretty obvious from the title who we were gonna get <laughs> i was not surprised <laughs> we get leia obviously how old is she in this like two 17. days younger than Ezra. <laughs> Shut up. No, she's not. Yeah, yeah she, she is. is. She and Luke are two days younger than Ezra. Two days. Remember so, Empire? So she's Day? 15? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I would have never guessed that she was 15. I wrote 17 question mark. She, I mean, she's been wow. raised since she was a baby to be like the kind of regal presence. Yeah, but, but I feel like she just didn't look. 15. No, she looks right. she needed to look she a little does, younger. She does look a little older. She yeah. looks way older. Like okay, that's very surprising. I wish they had made her like actually look 15. Because mm-hmm. 15-year-olds mm-hmm. are children. Like she Yeah, looks they're like gangly. Right. Yeah. She's just very okay, poised. So was, She's ready to also, go. Like, why doesn't she have acne? Like, what is happening in space <laughs> that like makes your skin oh, look no. so good? Leia looks amazing. Royal like, skincare. Yeah, royal skincare. That Beskar skincare. <laughs> whatever man anyways she was like such a badass in this obviously she was like handled every situation amazing and then Hera saves the day which was so great loved seeing that I did enjoy the Leia and Ezra like bonding scene but it did feel a little bit forced mm, like mm-hmm. little yeah. yeah like I just felt like 
Leia doesn't know him from Adam and Ezra like doesn't really care about her opinion that much so it's like I, I didn't really understand like why she would feel the need to go talk to him like I feel like it was maybe a little bit yeah a little bit forced mm-hmm. just well, to like, remember give Leia more screen time yeah Poss- possibly but remember I think I think the connection here is they're literally the same age going through the same shit like if if someone's to understand something, it could arguably be, even be though Leia. it's a stranger, someone of the same age in the resistance trying to do right. Yeah. I mean, and, it can't be Luke. He's a lot fucking around on Tatooine. Yeah, well, yeah. but I feel like, I feel like Leia just like didn't relate to him that much. Like he's clearly very sad about his parents, and she's like, I have a lot of responsibility too, and it's like. <laughs> that's not even like what he's that upset about right this minute Mm -hmm. like if she had been like hey yo so like my dad's vader and my mom died of sadness (laughs) then i'd have been like okay i'm I'm adopted like i'm adopted (laughs) adopted. yeah i know i know Um, how you feel yeah then i'd have been like okay fine but she's just like yeah responsibility sucks dude does and he's just like well my parents are dead so (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it just like it just didn't feel quite as like genuine as like the canaan stuff right. that we saw in the previous mm-hmm. episode so it felt yeah. a little bit out of place honestly we get that rider guy back i'm <laughs> i'm done with him and then he's like yeah i can take apart the locks i'm like all right then do it like and also like why was he so slow at it Ugh. he he was annoying me whatever i'm really not into him okay <laughs> here's like here's my real like annoyance with this episode Kanan just like takes down an Imperial Walker with one lightsaber. Yes, yeah. he does. Yeah. How? So baller. Mm. Okay, but, like, sure, yeah, it looked amazing, but like, is that a real thing? Yes. Like, why have we been tripping them this whole time then? Luke, I mean, Luke wasn't trained, so he didn't know how to probably do that. I'm kind of with you. I feel like the, the saber could, it just looks the cool. saber can <laughs> cut through those legs. Like, I'm pretty sure it can. But I have a feeling it would be more like, like Qui Gon at the the opening of Phantom Menace when like the blast doors yes. are sealed, so he's moving Bingo. very slowly, slowly to get through Bingo. this door, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. melting it almost, yeah. right? It's Agreed. The, it's like Agreed. the speed that that Kanan gets through, I think, is a little sus. It's like yeah. a knife through tissue paper. It's not hundred yes. percent. Yeah, he should have so had to like, like pause and be like, "Fuck." <laughs> I, I I was just incredulous at that. I was just like, really? Like, I fully agree. If he had been melting them, like, slowly, I could have believed that. But I don't know. Like, even if Luke was untrained, like, go try, I guess, my dude. Like, I don't know. It just was so weird. Um, I will say, Ezra saying, see you later, princess, was very flirty. And I very much liked it. <laughs> and so although I ship... Ezra Sabine, I I could be okay with like a little Ezra dalliance with uh with Leia, especially now that I know they're the same age. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm into it. So yeah. overall, really fun episodes. Um, definitely like not an arc. So I don't know, kind of random, but liked them a lot. Loved the baby one. That was mm-hmm. I yeah. need yes they, all the piping flushes. Yeah, these so cute. Oh my god, they oh. do string them together, which I enjoy because the the Garel reveal from the Inquisitor leads the Empire to Garel when they have to leave in 11. And then in 12, they're still with Ryder on Lothal. Okay. So then it fe- it feeds in, like it's not really arc specific, like you said, it, but at least it connects, which I like. I will say something about the Garel thing. So mm. when I first watched that episode, I first thought that Ezra was planting false information Mm. because i was just like well he saw the probe droid first and was like kanan there's a probe droid blah blah blah. and then like all of a sudden he's like hey very loudly in the street here's where we're gonna take you and so at first i was like maybe they're gonna like ambush them or like they're not actually gonna be there and like make them waste time and like go around so they can go away no ezra was just dumb so that was kind of disappointing he kind of (laughs) forgot that the probe droid was there Or we he kind thought of it forgot was gone. there were dragons. Yes. yes. <laughs> forgot about the Iron Fleet just chilling outside yes. the apartment building. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that that was kind of uh that was disappointing. I wish they had done more with that, but whatever. It's it was fine. an oopsies. <laughs> yeah. Overall, it was great. Keep them coming. Woo! Nice. <laughs> 
All right, then let's move into our sixth holocron. This is Conjecture at the Cantina, where we ask our questions about the episodes and explore some wider Star Wars lore together. So, Colleen, what did uh, Dave Filoni and the crew have to say about these episodes? A lot of things, Anders. <laughs> I'm only going to give us a couple, though. So, story groups Pablo Hidalgo mentioned that Dave Filoni had a good idea in the beginning where he wanted the story of Ezra's parents to go. So he knew right away that they would not be alive, which is devastating and awful. Yeah. Dave Filoni, why you hurt us? Just, mm. he didn't want it to be a narrative thread that drove Ezra through the entire series, which is kind of what happened to Luke once he yeah. figured out that Vader was his father. Then that was family was the driving force for him, his, his real quote unquote real family. And Filoni and crew wanted Ezra to focus on his found family and still remember his parents and still love them and have that connection. But for him to be able to grow with Hera and Kanan as his new parents and then the rest of his siblings on the ghost. I love that. Ezra doesn't really have to come to terms with his parents, who his parents were either, which is really cool because Luke has to, like he has to come to terms yeah. with who Vader is. Ezra just knows who they were and that they were brave and that they were not rebels per se, but that they died heroically and were willing to speak out against the empire, which I really yeah. like. Like him finally being able to say, I know why they had to leave. And it sucks. But I love the, the, the way it's presented that Ezra is such a good mirror of them, despite the fact that he hasn't seen them in so long. Yeah. And he was so young when they were taken. Like yeah. he's aware of their broadcasts. He's aware that they stood up and he does that and he's willing to help innocent people. And then it is his broadcast that inspire re-inspires yes. them to do the same. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. That's the only thing Ryder's good for is to tell Ezra what his parents were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nice. I mean, at least he he handled it really well. And I think he told Ezra really well what had happened. But still, like, oh, it's just devastating. Mm -hmm. We also had Filoni say that Ezra was seeing his parents in a Force moment, not necessarily a vision, mm. but more like what Ben Solo experiences with Han Solo in Rise of Skywalker. It's more like a cathartic memory moment. It's not necessarily a vision or a Force ghost mm -hmm. moment, which is really cool. Stop trying to make Rise of Skywalker happen. <laughs> <laughs> again it's got, it's got it's got it's got great ideas they just need great to be executed it's they it's got great ideas they just need to be executed somewhere else <sighs> mm. all right so i have a i want to start off with a two-parter here what do we actually think or do we know what happened to these four sensitive children that have been saved like they have to be hidden from the empire and they were able to find them once already like what, what, what's the rebellion actually going to do to protect these kids? And then if they didn't protect them, do we know what the inquisitors were actually going to do to them? Were they going to be trained as new inquisitors, experimented on, who knows, building, you know, was uh, Sidious going to ship them off to Exegol for his little private Sith army? <laughs> I, I don't know about the first one. Yeah. Uh, Filoni told Rebels Recon host Andy Gutierrez that what happens to them if the Inquisitors get them, he could not show on Disney XD. Ugh. So it well, probably was not going to be good. <laughs> let me tell you what, they showed some shit in, what was it, Prince of Egypt. So like, I don't know how bad it could possibly yeah. get. <laughs> it. I know in Clone Wars. That was a montage. Said, yeah. 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 <laughs> Exactly. Like, oh my god. In Clone Wars, Palpatine was supposedly going to hook up the kidnapped children to some sort of machine. Which Oh, like, like Rick like, and Morty like in Rick and Morty with yeah, the, like, like, mm, Dome of Morty. <laughs> like you yeah, like the freaking yeah, the protective dome of Morty's. Like yes. mm, to help him with So this. inefficient though. You could really oh. get the whole you could do the whole thing with about twenty Mortys and a battery. Theoretically, <laughs> of course. Theoretically. <laughs> Yeah, so if the Inquisitors got a hold of them, it would not be good. The the Inquisitors who are there are more of like Palpatine's allowing these kind of dark side users to exist alongside him and Vader. But I 
he doesn't share power very well, so I'm sure that any other Force-sensitive kiddos that they captured would be used in some sort of experimentation or mm -hmm. killed. I guess, like, I just assumed that the rebels were going to, like, relocate them, like, reunite them with their parents and then be like, be more careful this time. Yeah, like, witness protection stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then in terms of, like, first of all, like, I assumed that the kids were just being killed outright. Like, I figured, like, when we saw that baby taken from the grandma, I was like, that baby's dead. That's what like, I thought at first as well, 100%. Right. So I was surprised to see the baby later. I was just like, oh, thought it was dead. Thought it was like a credence issue in uh, <laughs> Crimes of Grindelwald. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess like now that I think about it, like obviously the Inquisitors are force sensitive. And I guess like they keep dying off. So they should probably like replenish their stock of Re Inquisitors. Up. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess like they're not clones though, so they would take like a while to grow up and like it would take take a lot of time and training, which I don't think they're really into over on the uh, the empire side. So What do you mean? Vader is a great babysitter. Oh, he's so <laughs> so good. So he's good with children. Almost as good as Chopper. God. Oh god, speaking of Chopper, the one thing I do want to shout out from these episodes when the Phantom is flying away and Chopper does the wave. Goodbye. So cute. <laughs> Bless his heart. Oh, he's a delight. Yes. <laughs> a murderous delight. <laughs> All right. And then my last question out of these episodes. So Hera is very supportive of Ezra throughout this whole thing, but she tells him when he and Kanan have fled and they're going to Lothal that she hopes you find what you're looking for. That's a pretty common phrase throughout fictional stories. And it usually, it never actually means what the person receiving it thinks on face value. Like in this case, it doesn't mean, I hope you find your parents alive and well sitting at your house waiting for you. Mm -hmm. But what do you guys actually think she meant by it? I think she meant like, I hope you find answers or closure. Like Bingo. I think, I think what was killing him was just like not knowing what had happened to them and like kind of running through all the scenarios in his head, or maybe even like imagining that they were currently being tortured. I think that was harder for him. Yeah. So I think she was just like, I hope you find peace. Honestly, about I it. I agree. I agree. Flow one hundred percent. That's how I take it. Yeah. I was thinking about it because I, I was thinking about like other movies or other shows where someone says something like that. And it's almost always a situation where they they leave only to realize what they find is that they belong where they just were, right? That right. the people that they yeah. were chasing after are not worth it or not whatever. That's obviously not the case here. Ezra's parents would totally have been worth it. They seem pretty cool. Right. Yeah, definitely. I think Hera had it in her head though that it was not going to be good. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. She's right, like, this right, is not right. going to end well. And I think, she just hoped that it, he would be okay. I think Hera might have also figured that, like, if they were okay, they would have somehow gotten a message to them that, like, once again, they, agreed. They, that they, they, would that have, they were looking for Ezra. Yeah, they're, they're the king and queen of broadcasts. They would have figured out a way to reach out to their son if they could have. Yeah. So I think she just figured, like, no news is bad news. Yep. Been great though if they had been like rescued by and like hired Hondo to uh bring <laughs> to help find Ezra. Oh, if only. Oh, you Hondo head. <laughs> I'll get Hondo in there somehow. Absolutely. Exactly. Gotta end on a light note. Jesus. <laughs> Speaking of, join us again next week as Zeb tries to connect with his past as we discuss season two, episodes 13, 14, and 15. Until then, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts and leave us those five-star reviews. Check out our website at bohemiangeekstudies.com where you can watch all of our episodes on YouTube. Enjoy Colleen's book corner where she's reviewing Star Wars literature and contact us through email and social media. And as always, keep telling other nerdy knights to join us because guess what? It really does help. 
You can also head to ForgottenEntertainment.com to check out all of the offerings from the Forgotten Entertainment family, including yet another Star Wars podcast where the lovely Colleen and Anders, along with co-host Daniel and some special guests you may recognize, are examining the films in Star Wars canon. Rise of Skywalker coming next week. (laughs) It's a long one, folks. It really is. Until next time, sabers up and keep those episodes streaming. Bye, y'all. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.